you on Curiosity Stream. We've walked with dinosaurs. We've explored our prehistoric planet, and we were always told the same story. Extinction came from the sky. But what if dinosaurs survived? Amazing Dino World 2. Watch it now on Curiosity Stream. With monthly, annual, and bundle plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, folks. This is Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I'm Jeff Pelletier with my partner, Neil Johnson. And today, uh, we're going to talk about an idea that, uh, as Christians, we need to get this. If we don't get this, uh, we're in trouble. Uh, it's, it's really a powerful thing for us to understand what we're going to talk about. And we may do more than one show on this, but we are going to talk about it today. So there is a man in the Bible that said he, that he was the wisest man that ever lived. This man was Solomon. Solomon was a king. Uh, he was David's son, and he ruled Israel and built the temple. I mean, he did a lot of stuff. And he was very successful, very, very successful. He wrote uh, Proverbs. And Solomon had a, a comment in uh, Ecclesiastes, I think. Is it Ecclesiastes, Neil, or is it Revelation? It's Ecclesiastes. Ecclesi yeah. He had a comment in Ecclesiastes where he said this. There is nothing new under the sun. Now that sounds, uh, yeah, right, Jeff. You know, you would say to me, yeah, uh-huh, nothing new. Well, what about airplanes? You know what I mean? It's like you would say things like that to me, and I'm not against that. That's fine. It's fine, but that's not what he was talking about. He's talking about truth. He's talking about reality. And there's no new truth. The truth is the truth, and, t and Solomon is making this point really, really well. And today we're going to try to talk about this. We want to give you uh, a pretty extensive look at this idea that there is nothing new under the sun and that actually what happens is things just keep repeating. It doesn't mean we're in a time warp. God is preparing us. I just want to say one more thing and I'm going to uh, throw it to Neil here and to toss it. I wouldn't throw it at Neil. Toss it to him. But... Uh, Nothing new under the sun. So Solomon explains it by saying something like, and I don't have the text directly in front of me, he said, everything that was, is, and every, everything that is, will be. There is nothing new. And so uh, that may not be completely accurate, but that's the gist, okay? So Neil, uh, give us a, a, a starting point for understanding this. Yeah, well, first, when you were uh, trying to introduce this uh, topic, I, all I could think about was Groundhog Day. We just keep... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, Keeps and, repeating until we get it right. Right, yeah. or yeah. or something. And that's not what, that's what not, it is. No. You're right. That's not it. And it's it, it 
people that maybe are used to this idea of nothing new under the sun from the old band from I think like the 60s or 70s the birds mm. you know to everything to you know yeah, right yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. they they took that lifted that idea right out of uh, uh, Solomon's uh, That's uh, right. uh, discussion in Ecclesiastes however mm-hmm. what we you and I have discussed and what we've tried to point out many times is that Solomon was the wisest man or is the wisest man who ever lived. He had special ordained wisdom to mm-hmm. understand how things work. And he recorded and said, don't think anything is new. Mm-hmm. It's already been there. Mm-hmm. So as you and I go forward and we try to today cobble together this idea of, well, what are we seeing in our day? What What's before us mm-hmm. today? It's mm-hmm. not new. Mm-hmm. It's been there from ages past. And specifically, at some point, we're going to touch on this whole concept or this idea of this new order, this new world order. It's bantered about... Mm-hmm. As though uh, it's new. It, as though it's new, because it's called new, <laughs> right? But it's it's old. It's new, but it's, it's not. It's not new, and uh, it's been around forever. And people uh, talk about it readily. Today. They do. They do. So the new world order. You know, just as an example, we can talk about this, but uh, uh, we should talk about this. Uh, you know, uh, Babylon back in the day was like a new world order. Uh, Rome was like a new world, was a new world order. Uh, the Third Reich in Germany was a new world order. The Soviet Union was a new world order. And the United States, it says right on the money, our money, that there's a new world order. And uh, the introduction of democracy and, and uh, a new form of government is what they were referring to. Uh, but anyway... That there's a lot of examples in history where this phrase has been used, right. or it's it's a, it appears as though that's right. what's going on. Well, surely, and the idea of uh, new world order, mm-hmm. not everybody understands the depth or the meaning, and people can embrace it, as you said, for different reasons. Different reasons. You know, yep. But the idea of where that comes from, the new world order mm-hmm. is in our dimension, mm-hmm. in this world, our snow globe, is uh, wants to be new, meaning apart from God's kingdom. Yeah. And that's yeah. the new. So whether, it, as you said, it's Nimrod with his tower to Babel or it's Babylon that's morphed all the way through Scripture as meaning something specific, some kind of global uh, political ideology that replaces God, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, the Third Reich, mm-hmm. uh, Moscow, mm-hmm. uh all these things have been called in their day and in their time by one or another person a new world order. And, and uh, today, right now, sure. today we have an example of this. Right, right. Today we in, have in Europe, pro- right? Well, that's the. It's almost so blatant as to be. <laughs> do I have to be blind? Yeah. Now people try to point out it means this, it means that, it's this, it's that. We're going here or there. That's all open for uh, revelation mm-hmm. as to its fulfillment. Mm-hmm. But the idea that it's a new world order in the mode of previous new world orders is uh, without question. In other words, there's nothing new under the sun. The new Europe, the new 12-member, according to their flag, uh, symbolism, it's so close to mimic uh, the gospel as to uh, a person who reads the gospel and sees all the imagery and the statements in the new world orders Mm -hmm. has to almost be spiritually um, 
either blind, I hate to say it that way, or taught not to even see it. You know, right. they're taught that it's, right. well, it's historical or it's whatever. Or they're symbolism. deceived. They could be deceived, or, right? But we're they, hear the, they hear the word new, right. and they go, oh, new, oh, right. wow, new, new. Right. But right. it's really not new. It's not new, and <laughs> that's what we're trying to say. And, and, and before us in our day, we had the Old Testament prophet Daniel who told Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of Babylon, right? Mm-hmm. And he told him he had a vision of a statue in the in the in the the, the four parts: the, the head of gold, and, and the silver, and the bronze, and then the iron. And the iron just trampled all the previous. So, in other words, the way God talks about it, it's like when He says trampled the previous, or trampled them. It's mm-hmm. like at the time that Rome finally comes to fruition, he's trampling those same empires. Mm. And we see that same thing in Revelation when yeah. John gets a, 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 a different view from a different angle, but the same thing, mm. right? Mm. And he sees the exact same thing, the, the, the lion, the leopard, the bear, and then this fearsome thing that has these metal teeth that it devours all the others. So it's the same thing, uh, that God sees it's nothing new. In other words, even though Rome is the fourth successive empire, he still destroys all those others at one moment. The fourth successive empire. empire what, right. do you mean, what do you mean by that? Well, what Daniel makes clear is that there's four empires in his oh, vision of a statue. In Daniel. Right. Okay. And oh, then, yeah, the feet of clay, the head of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And, and Daniel tells him who these will be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so... What we have to be aware of is, as we try to explain this whole idea of a new world order and there's nothing new under the sun, is for cent- for centuries now, people have said there will be a revived or a new Roman Empire. Yeah. Now, what you have to say is, does that mean that the, Tsar, the Caesars are back? Well... Not necessarily, except that we know that the Russian Tsars, that just means Caesar, for instance, Mm -hmm. and that uh, Rome has never gone away. Mm -hmm. As you and I have talked, uh, Mm -hmm. the idea of Rome is Mm -hmm. so endemic in our subculture, as it were. We don't call ourselves Rome, we call ourselves the West, but it's completely dependent on the concepts of Rome Mm -hmm. or Greco-Roman, a combination, and it's in our architecture, our law courts, our just all of our thought, our writings, the way we approach things. So in other words, at some point in the future, both Daniel and John had these revelations that said, this empire will be a an empire for sure, and it was. Mm-hmm. But there will be a end time revival of that thing, however it manifests, and that's called the revived Roman wait, Empire. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that there are end times in the false kingdom, and right. then there are end times in God's kingdom. Well, they're right. Both, they're, they, they coexist. Right? They coexist. And it seems to me that then, if that's true, then the the events God uses to show us who He is and to show us how to be and where to go. These these uh, repetitions that God gives us the that we 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 talked about it with uh, Noah as a Christ uh, as a type of Messiah, a rescuer, a deliverer, right? Mm-hmm. And then we talked about uh, Abraham and we talked about um, Moses, you know, and all these. Deliver, you know, the, the pattern just mm-hmm. continues from God's point of view, and it seems to me, and this is maybe I'm wrong, but that the enemy, that God's enemy, 
is doing the same kind of thing. The exact same thing. Counterfeiting. Uh, counterfeiting, mimicking. Remember, from the very beginning, we, we know that he talked about one of these fallen entities, mm. and, and he's come to be known as the adversary, as, a, mm. as his name, mm. Satan. Mm -hmm. But he said, I will have my throne be equal to, or ascend mm. up, or be above all these other angelic beings, and I will be on par with God. Ah, uh, there we go. Now, the thing about that is, is from that point on, there's nothing new. Everything was seen in mm. some type, pattern, picture, mm. and or name, which becomes yeah. really hard because <laughs> why, why Why are we talking about Mystery Babylon yeah. as we sum up yeah. this existence? Because you and I yeah. pointed out on yeah. another show, this this dimension we live in is terminal. It had a beginning yeah. and it has an end time. And we, we call the end of it the end days. The end days. So, yeah, this goes back to uh, Neil's explanation of a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years. Another not new idea. Right? Not, well, I wish I could say I had a new idea, <laughs> right. but nothing's new. Right, nothing is new. But this whole idea of the Jewish calendar, right? right? We talked about this. Right. The Jewish calendar, and there were seven days of creation, and the Jews understood all the time that seven days is a day is like a thousand. They've always understood it. Peter just introduced it to us in his letter to the Jews. He he wasn't teaching it to them. He was just saying, as we know, right. In in Peter's letter, he says to the Jews, as we know, right. With God, a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day. So God's God's plan of time began in Genesis 1 and it lasts right for 6,000 years and then Jesus comes in the last thousand years and then day 8 comes which is eternity yeah right? exactly right we've already talked about this we have talked about so, it so it's and, and then at the end 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 and I'm skipping ahead here I'm sorry but I just recalled that God says in Revelation, I make all things new. So there is a new that is coming. Yeah, and, and you and I have discussed that, and I, I have said there's a experientially new, but it can't be new out of whole cloth because it's still called Jerusalem. It'll it's still, still a place. It's yeah. still a city. So yeah. in a sense, that's what we're trying to say is, yes, there's nothing new under the sun, Meaning, some kind of way, in God's view, we're limited in this dimension. Yeah. We are totally limited in our ability to think and process. Yeah. But uh, God's view is there is an end. It's the end days. And he does eventually, after a certain length of time, when this dimension has an end, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. and we go into this mystical place. But it seems as though everything is seen in the same way, in the, in the same you know, patterns, you're right. but it's just different. There's, no, you're right. Because every, if you look up in, in Revelation, it's all precious stones that we already know about: glass, gold, trees. Sun, I mean, it's light. Re it's really not right. So it's it's new, but it's not new. It's not experientially <laughs> new, and and kind of in that same way. Although that will be far more uh, strange to us that eighth day experience. But up until that eighth day, many things, like a lot of Christians, as we've talked about, will read the book of Revelation and think that's the definitive book and it's all just summed mm -hmm. up there. Mm -hmm. True enough, and it mm -hmm. could be, mm -hmm. except there's nothing new, new right. in Revelation that wasn't either directly mm -hmm. uh, uh, mm -hmm. manifest or at least at a minimum hinted at in all of the preceding uh, um, pages of the Bible. So, for instance, we know 
as we're trying to get here to this idea of a revived Rome that's right in front of us today mm-hmm. and who is that and what's going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, we know that God did not mind, did not feel threatened at all, and went out of his way to somewhat get people to understand that there is a culmination, mm. that there's nothing new, mm-hmm. and that it will look like this. We have the Olivet Discourse. His own disciples said, okay, Master, and, you know, we only get a paragraph. You know they talk to him days and hours and sure. endless times that For we sure. don't even have. But yeah. he went into a great... Uh, expansion of what the end days would be like. He did not say that's not, you know, don't even ask those questions. Nope, he told them. He brought John up after he told him, come up here, and showed him all kinds of wondrous things from the vantage point of another dimension, looking down on our dimension, as Mm. it were. Mm. And, you know, as we've said many times, freaked John out of his ever-loving mind, right? (laughs) And it would freak us out, too. Sure. But the idea is that what he showed him was very strange, very symbolic oftentimes, but nothing new. Mm. We've seen the exact mm-hmm. same things in one form or another mm-hmm. throughout. So here we come to our day, and we're trying to get to what is this new world order. There is a new world order. And in front of us today in John's writing, we have this thing that many people have said doesn't originate with Jeff or, or Neil. There will be a revived, meaning it will be breathed again. It will have some manifestation of Rome, and you have uh, you you have uh, discovered uh, interesting that uh, Boris Johnson, who's the right pre- uh, the, the uh, prime minister of England, and he's the fourth prime minister in two years. That's amazing, yeah, right? Yeah. So he he alluded to this, right? Would, right. Would you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. And and the the thing that's really important is as I say to you often and we talk about is that you have to pay attention to what's just accepted normal discussion Mm. in any conversation today in other words pay attention to accepted normal conversation because because what is accepted to be discussed today may have been either taboo or just ridiculous at a different time and place Mm -hmm. but what's being discussed today will give you insight into wow, that's just accepted as normal. And one of the things that's oh just my. accepted as normal, in addition to all these warnings we had in Revelation, for instance, of a cashless society and a one-world government embodied by Rome and so on, that at one time was just way outside the norm of discussion, today is just common, commonly thrown about in the press and on TV. We need one-world currency. It'll solve this issue and that issue. And If we had one government, that would solve this issue and that issue and wars would go away and blah, blah, blah. All these promises, Mm. right, that that are not to be, but they're in the conversation. Well, in our conversation today, we have this idea of Rome and Boris Johnson, who up until just very recently was the prime minister of Great Britain. Mm -hmm. And he flat out said, we need to revive Rome. Mm -hmm. We need to have a new world order based on the the mare nostrum the, the 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 idea of rome controlling and he said it based on the roman principle and he laid it out and jeff if you listen just like it will be to the anti-messiah his arguments will be eminently sensical it's not like he's going to come and say do all kinds of crazy things they mm-hmm. will and the only way people Christians can battle that is to know, wait, I was warned this would come. I don't care how much sense it makes. I don't care what Roman manifestation 
of the new empire says about it, whether it's religious or religio-political or however the combination is, is, we know there's an empire. There's one person who's in charge of it. We know from Daniel, he talked about it would be sort of this bifurcation of Rome that would come together again in some manifestation in the last days. And we're trying to say we are those last days, whatever day we're in. Mm -hmm. And nothing is new under the sun. And that's where you get all the commonalities of what we once saw, have seen through history, and right up until our day with the new manifestation of this, what we've said will be an unholy trinity mimicking God again, trying to ascend this this idea that we can create society or religion or whatever outside and apart from God. Yeah, that's the that's the key, right, Neil? This whole new world order thing, this whole uh, uh, attempt, as you say, to restore the idea of the Roman Empire to mimic, to use that format, to, to make it new again, to hap- to bring it back. All of that, as we look at the European Union, mm-hmm. how does the European Union and those nations, and, and we also, as we look at the United Nations, as we look at the League of Nations, right? I mean, it's, it seems to me that we've been trying to do this for a long time. All the way back to Nimrod right? in the Tower of Babel. Right? We don't need God. We will ascend. Exactly. And we will become... And we will make, yes. and that is the same thing today with the socialists in Europe. They have, I'll use the, fir- the, the term because this was the whole idea of Europe. Europe mm-hmm. was raped by Zeus, right? Raped And by her Zeus. name was Europa, wow. and today we call Europe, Europe, but it's from Europa. Wow. And he turned into a ball, and we see all these imagery, these things that are nothing new, and that's exactly what... Uh, the European Union, for instance, today uses. Well, out of the European Union, of course, anybody who reads any history, and that's where Rome was, but the emperors through thousands of years since, since Jesus' day were called the Roman Emperor. In other words, they were the Holy Roman Emperor. So oh, even though yes. it was political, yes. it was also a religio title. Mm. So we're, we're looking at that manifestation, and we see this imagery, these names, these words, these ideas, and the whole thing that will encompass the whole globe. So it's not just Europe, but seemingly people have pointed to that as the most obvious, and that is out of that comes this character some kind of way of, mm. of this enormous power that mm. will do this mm. thing, which is global mm-hmm. domination, mm-hmm. and he will have the power of his father, it says this in Revelation, of yeah. the devil. Yeah. So we see this unholy triunity, we have the holy triunity, but it is, even though it might make sense initially, just like Hitler's Reich made sense initially, uh, it led to, discru- to destruction, and that's where this will ultimately lead is destruction. But in the meantime, we can point out commonalities, verbiage, paintings, literature, just different illusions that say, oh my goodness, that's way too close for comfort, and that means something. Now, what we want to stay away from is saying it means definitively and specifically A, B, C, and D, and it will happen this way. People get off when they do that. But just to know generally Mm. where we're headed, Mm -hmm. in other words, I need to know if I'm headed north, east, south, or west, 
where am I headed, and I know if I had north, east, south, or west, what it looks like as I go that direction, and that's what the Bible helps us with, and that's where we are in these end days. These things should not catch us unaware. We are aware that we will see these things. So what is the purpose, in your opinion, of the counterfeits? Why why have these things that are not God, that have the appearance of being like God, and have the power and the majesty of kind of God, and but they're not God, right? It's th- this wonderful government, state, whatever it is, and then from this unity, this governmental unity that we all want with the United Nations and the U- European Union, all from this, out from this, comes this person. Comes this person. Right? Right. And it's a, it's a counterfeit. Jesus. And it's a counterfeit uh, uh, of what we read about in Scripture entirely. And these people are not the first to, add, uh, to, to, to claim this. I mm-hmm. mean, we can go right to Nimrod, mm-hmm. and, and in, the Bibli- in the biblical context, it gives a very little account. But in extra-biblical accounts, there's a lot written about Nimrod that the ancient Jews were very familiar with. Unfortunately, Christians today are very not familiar with. But his whole idea was to ascend to God. And that's part of the problem when you ask why is... Some people would do anything for the power of their day. In other words, we can look back on history and see what people did for power and say, wow, I wouldn't have done that just to have a better horse carriage or a better whatever. But to them, it was everything. Well, in our day, they look at where we are as this dimension, and they are able to compare either just having power in this dimension Or, like some people, the devil specifically, he could see this enormous other dimension Mm -hmm. and he wanted to ascend to be equal with God. As a matter of fact, we know that because he offered it to Jesus as his temptation. We Mm -hmm. can see Jesus gave him a thrice uh, time rebuke Mm -hmm. uh, for his efforts, but he never told him it's not yours to give. So in other words, we can see that this unholy trinity has this dimension. In a sense. And they mimic God because that's all they know, for one thing. And the allure of power is insatiable both to mankind and to these spirit beings. And they've seen just how far above the uh, this dimension that power actually is. It's almost irresistible. I think there's another aspect to it, Neil. I don't disagree with anything you just mm-hmm. said, but I think there's another. You know, God wants all to be saved, mm-hmm. none to be lost. Sure. The enemy is all about losing, getting people lost. He does not want God to save everyone. He's opposed to salvation. He's opposed to people being with Christ, to, to being in, in heaven. With He's opposed to it. He doesn't want anybody to be saved. He wants everybody to be lost. And that's his goal. Right, And the way to do that is by deceiving them and getting them to take the mark of the beast, whatever that beast is at some point, right? And who worship the beast, and it says in Revelation, those who worship the beast, who take the mark of the beast, will go into the lake of fire. Yeah. Wait, let me finish one more sure. thing. And so, so he's actively trying to cause more and more and more people to fall into the lake of fire. Because Satan knows the end. He knows what's going to happen. He's already defeated. He understands Christ has won. He's just going to cause as much hell as he can until it's over, right? I I think that that's true. Um, I'll just say in 
response to your comment mm. that I have a slightly different comment, and okay. that, that's that I think that, well, I don't disagree with any of that, and I don't know any of this to be true, but I would say that historically Christians have said Satan knows he's defeated. Mm. I don't think he does. When you're a madman, you don't think you're defeated. I believe he thinks he can still win. Now, his ultimate demise is he wants people to follow him, yeah. but ultimately we know where it ends destruction because it's outside of god it will be destruction hitler wanted people to follow him he was just an image of this if you would have told him in 1933 that his end result would be utter destruction and nobody would follow him he wouldn't have believed it he thought he was going to bring the revived holy roman empire the third empire the third reich to fruition so it's the same way as we see a little glimpse of that in uh, the Gadarene encounter with Jesus and the, the uh, demons who said, I, we, I am legion, there's many of us here, and they said, begged him, can we go into the pigs? Well, for whatever reason, it, who knows, but Jesus allowed it. But what's interesting with that is they immediately had to have form. They had to get into some kind of human animal, human preferably, form, but then they immediately destroyed the very vessel that they begged to be into. So we know the end is destruction, but they don't, they're incapable of thinking that, in my opinion. No, that makes, it makes sense. In other words, it's reasonable to assume that even though uh, it's obvious to you and I that Satan is defeated, that he doesn't think that. Right. Because why else would he invest so much time and effort, right? Well, he still thinks he, he can. He thinks he can win, right. <laughs> so I, I can I can live with that. Uh, but I, I do think that... Uh, but I don't know that. No, I know. <laughs> no, we don't know anything, <laughs> right. really. We're, we're going to all look back. It's all interesting. But right. I, I would love to hear from our listeners here uh, on our Facebook page, which is... Uh, uh, Israel, why is the Middle East important? Please go to our Facebook page and tell us what you think of what we're saying here and what, what you think is important about the end times and what you think about nothing new under the sun and what you think. We would love to hear what you think because uh, getting people to think about this is all we're really trying to do. We're not trying to tell you uh, how to, uh, what to think. We're maybe trying to help you how to think, but not what to think. We're giving you our opinion we're giving you what we think, and then it's up to you, ultimately. You have to stand before Christ. You have to stand before God, the judgment seat of Christ, and you have to give an account. So, it, you know, we all have that. Everybody has to do that. So, so Neil, uh, I, I think what I would like to do, if it's okay with you, is I would like to continue this discussion. Is, is there anything you want to say before we, before we end, end this particular installment? No, uh, I think it's just important, as you just summed up there, that people, uh, we are not trying to say how it will be precisely, just are you headed northeast, south, or west, and here's some indicia to be aware of, and here's what we are soon going to see, and how do I process through that as I go forward, and I do not want to be caught unaware. Unaware. So to speak, as as the Bible uses different illusionary uh, imagery, uh, like a foolish virgin, as it were, whose lamp went out and they had no idea what to expect or Where's see. my oil? Right, yeah. <laughs> to, 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 to use one of the one of the uh, imagery, imageries in the Bible. And, and there's a lot of them, aren't there? There's a lot of them. And, they're, and they keep repeating. Right. In the Bible. Right. Right? They're not, they're, they're not just said one time. Right. Right? Jesus used many, many examples. So, so Neil, you said this one thing that I would like you to kind of end us with. And that is, 
this idea of there's nothing new, right? Right. And when everything comes to fruition, we're going to say something. I knew it was going to be... Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, The way I look at it is all believers that have a God sense, a a spirit of God, we're all going to say, I knew that. Yeah. I just didn't know it was going to occur like that. Yeah. So in other words, we're not going to be surprised. We're just going to be surprised. So that's what it actually meant. But I knew that. I just didn't know it would look like that. Because we have a God sense. And you talk about this a lot is that we have this, you know, you could use the term intuitive but it's really a spiritual sense right that we know that we know and and when we see something that we've always known we go i know i've always known that right but i wasn't able to say it that way or i wasn't able to understand it that way and like you say it's different than what we thought it would be right i mean how many times have you read something somewhere in a book and you said I knew that. I just couldn't say it like that. Right. Well, that will exactly. be somewhat similar to how yeah. when it all culminates and it makes sense. Yeah. And we all say, I knew that. Yeah. There it is. I yeah. sure didn't know it was going to yeah. look like that. That's a very, uh, folks, that's a very easy way to grasp this idea that there is nothing new under the sun. When we see something new, we it resonates with us that it is true already. And it's just a just a powerful thing. So, stay tuned, folks, and uh, we'll we'll always be revisiting this idea that there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, but Neil and I will talk some more, and we'll see if we want to do another show on it, or a partial show, or whatever. But this is a very important thing for you to grasp. So we want you to go to Facebook, Israel. Why is the Middle East important? And uh, let us know what you think. So until next time, I'm Jeff Pelletier with Neil Johnson. Wishing you shalom. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at armyhistory.org. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. 
Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.